Hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. My name is Brooke. Pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and let's hop into today's episode. Hi guys, welcome back. Before we hop into today's episode, I did want to point out you hear our cockatoo Alan screaming throughout the video, throughout a section of the video. I tried to be able to cut out as much as I could, um, but there were just some parts it it was in the middle of a sentence and I couldn't. So I apologize for that and bear with it because it does eventually get better as he stopped screaming. So I just wanted to put that in before we hop in. We have a very special guest today and I... I'm so excited to hear her story. I will let her introduce herself and we can get started. Hello, my name is Shannon. I am 30 years old and I have Turner syndrome. I was diagnosed at 10 years old and uh, I don't know, I feel like as much as I do, but I am happy to share whatever I can. Yeah, great. <laughs> so... I just love hearing everybody's stories. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. there's so many different stories within oh, yeah. Turner's. Um, mm-hmm. So I know you said you were diagnosed at 10. Mm-hmm. What was the red flags? What, what brought the attention to there might be something more that led to getting diagnosed? Well, initially I was diagnosed as a neurodivergent. I don't think that I am now, but it was either ADD or ADHD that they thought I had. I took medication for it. And then my mom noticed that there was something other than that. Like she, um, it was mainly like my height. I just like appeared to be a lot shorter, obviously, than my peers and stuff like that when that wasn't really something that we thought about before um so she did research and came about um this diagnosis and did the blood test and confirmed it okay that's really interesting so when they did the blood test are you classic or mosaic i am mosaic okay okay so what would you say is the biggest way that Turner's impacts you? Um, Well, the reason why they thought I was neurodivergent, I can't talk. Um, The reason why they thought I was neurodivergent at first was because of the concentration issues that we tend to have, learning disability, um, especially with math. That was my worst subject ever. But yeah, so that's that's kind of what um, started getting things in motion. Did you, as you got older, did you do any of the um, HRT or growth hormones or anything? I was on growth hormone for about four years. Okay. But other than that, I... Um, I had started puberty around this, the the right time. I had developed breasts naturally, started my period naturally. I actually um, needed to get a reduction <laughs> because of that. Um, 
but my period had, as I started getting into my late teens, early 20s, started um, like being less regular and eventually stopping because I had gone into ovarian failure. Oh, wow. Went into early menopause. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they said that specifically, but when it, when I finally went um, and like, like they checked that out, basically, that, that's what they said um, was that I went into ovarian failure. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I have not so far. I mean, my stories I've heard are still limited, um, mm-hmm. but I had not heard of that happening after diagnosis before usually that happens so early um at least in the stories I've heard that Mm -hmm. by the time you find out it's already happened um that's really interesting Mm. yeah I I I feel like um that's why it took so long is because I didn't really have all those classic signs. And especially I, it, it was in um, the year 2000 when we found this diagnosis. So at that point there was really um, even less research than there is now. Yeah. Yeah. The research and understanding has come so far. Yes. Um, so what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned through having Turner syndrome, the biggest thing it's taught you? Um, wow, that's, (laughs) that's a really deep question. I wasn't, um, prepared for that, but I, I guess it would be just, um, compassion. I feel like it kind of, um, made me, think that like you know everyone no matter what it is they always have their own story so like and and you don't necessarily know what people are going through um because a lot of things like you wouldn't be able to see um like on the outside so you just just need to be very compassionate as much as you can towards everyone yes I I love that I feel like that's something that just the situations that we're put in just yeah kind of it that's a huge thing for just remembering that everybody has their own struggles yes Um, so it is turner syndrome awareness month Mm -hmm. i don't know have you heard have you read what the theme is for this year that they announced i no i didn't i didn't realize there was themes <laughs> yeah so each that's really cool year, yeah they've been really fun they've been really good so last year's was be uniquely you oh okay that's cool yeah this year's is Turner strong <laughs> which is really cool yeah I um so what would you say is a experience or a moment or an aspect of your story with Turner syndrome that has made you feel or you've kind of experienced that Turner strong feeling. Hmm. Um, 
I think it's just um, before I had been told by my gynecologist that I had gone into ovarian failure, I had kind of accepted the fact that I would most likely be um, infertile because, you know, just like I, like that was expected even before I stopped my period and then I did and it's been years, you know, whatever. Um, And that just kind of, just like I, I thought I had accepted it more than I did and just like that moment of just like no this isn't a possibility it's actually happened kind of threw me for a loop and I feel like just having it confirmed just made me feel some type of way and it just I, I don't know I just made me accept it more if that's if that makes sense. Like it just like, it just brought things into sharper focus, made it more real for me. Yeah. And I really, I feel like in that moment, learned to truly accept the fact that even though I wasn't planning on having kids biologically anyway, because of that, I just, it just made me fully accept it and realize that it didn't make me any less of a person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) I totally relate to it making it more real. Um, Mm -hmm. Having it expected or anticipated is so different than getting it confirmed. Yeah, definitely. Like, it it was such a weird moment in my life. Like, I was like, I mean, like, I I plan on adopting. I, I, I put all this aside, like, years ago. I don't know why I'm feeling some type of way now. And... It was, it was really strange, yeah. but I'm glad that it happened, like I said, because it just, I don't know, it made, made everything like, more focused, more real, and it made me stronger, I feel like. Yeah, it's, I, I know for me, there's no way I could have processed all of that and ended up on the other side of that not changed or grown in some way Mm -hmm. um it's just such a intense experience even processing the emotions let alone Mm -hmm. trying to to work through them (laughs) yeah yeah like I called my best friend when I found out and I'm like I feel so weird like feeling this type of way like I've accepted it like I've known this is I've known this for years and just I don't know just her saying that, you know, your feelings are valid. This is a very big thing. Like it, it really helped me. And I think that the fact that I have such an amazing support system in my chosen family really helped with that. And, you know, other personal things that I've been going through in my life. Yeah. Having somebody to talk to about it, having somebody to, I don't know. I call it venting a lot. Venting makes it sound more aggressive than I actually picture it. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, having somebody to kind of just get all of that out and, Mm -hmm. and kind of think I'm such a verbal processor. Yeah. Really helps me the most to be able to talk like that. And absolutely having somebody else be able to encourage you in that way and say no however your feeling is valid it's totally fine is really helpful 
Yeah. Um, so that's great. Um, so for those that are, are maybe still figuring some of the Turner stuff out, they either waiting to get results or may have just gotten a diagnosis. Um, is there anything particular you found really helpful for working through all of that new just found out things where you're trying to out what I mean most of the time you haven't even heard of it before I I know I didn't um yeah I mean I just take it one day at a time I guess it is it, it may feel like it in the moment like especially if you're doing all that research and seeing all these things that have or could happen, like you can always live a fulfilling life. There's always help that you can seek. There, there, like there's always a way that you can live the life you want. There, it doesn't mean that you have to be different. Um, and you just have to find your own way. And even if you are different um like that's not a bad thing like I like like, like we were saying with us like uh not knowing everyone's struggles everyone has struggles everyone needs accommodations an ear to listen to you know like yeah you know it's just like any other type of uh hardship that someone might have and I luckily don't have that major of a case where I haven't been affected with it as much as like someone else so I don't know if I can really speak on like the more like aggressive side of that I'm, I'm more of like the like a mild case I would guess you say I don't know if that's politically correct way to say it but um but yeah I just like you know just try to make sure that you have a great support system uh, talk to doctors about things that you can help and yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I know it's there's so much variation in the cases we all are getting such unique experiences of it yes um which is why I really love hearing everybody's story because I feel like you learn a little bit from each mm -hmm. and um you know, somebody's going to have a similar story to you. Somebody's going to relate to some part of your story and be encouraged by it. Um, mm -hmm. so, yeah. <laughs> There's so much information out there about everything. Yes. Do you have a favorite, like, source of information you like to go to? Um... Honestly, I um, didn't really do much research about it. Um, I love that there was this support system on the Facebook group that you and I met on. Um, but I personally, um, like, I know a few things because of the doctors. Uh, my mother had done research um, the um, when we first found out, but I personally... I don't know, like if I had a question about it, I would Google there isn't like a specific place in general, like um, that I went to specifically. I 
I've had to remind myself and balance the like timing of when I research stuff or how much I look at just because it can be overwhelming. Yeah, definitely. I think part of the reason why I didn't was because of that. And also, you know, like, you know, how people say, you know, don't, if you, if you're sick, don't go on WebMD, you're going to just go like drive yourself crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You'll look up some really slight symptom and then end up convinced you're dying by the time you're done researching it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I am curious, what has your experience been within the Facebook group? Because I know there's incredible community in it. I've just been so amazed at how much it's helped me to connect with everybody. I think part of that is in how you use the Facebook groups though too. Um, Yeah. As far as how you interact in them. Mm -hmm. Um, What's been your favorite part within the community of the Facebook group? Um, well, there had been a couple of times where I had met up with some people um, in in the group and we just hung out, talked about random stuff, not necessarily TS related, but just, you know, just uh, getting to talk to people like me. Um, I just liked knowing that I wasn't the only one. It's like, even though it's one of the more common ones it's still not that common where like I've met someone yeah like me like that could relate to this particular um diagnosis um at least not in a while I I used to hang out with um a girl that my mom knew through her parent like they they were on like you know, it was like the late 90s, early 2000s, like, you know, like the forums that they had, like the <laughs> chat rooms. Um, she ended up uh, meeting someone through that um, who had a daughter my age and we used to hang out, but we hadn't hung out in years. So I kind of missed having that camaraderie. And I really appreciate that the uh, Facebook group brought that back for me. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's, it is um, something where if you don't have somebody else in your life that has it, not just Mm -hmm. maybe is head knowledgeable about it, but actually has it. Mm -hmm. um, It is such a different experience Mm -hmm. to then be able to talk to somebody else. Yeah. Is there anything within your Turner syndrome experience that you feel like you would want more research on, like to understand better? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously there can always be more research done with everything. Um, I think the main thing is, um, awareness. I don't know that I would have known that Turner syndrome was a thing unless I had it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I feel like it's just, I don't know. I, um, I just think that just in general, I think it just needs to be 
there needs to be more awareness, just um, more research done in general. I don't know if there's anything specific. Um, and also just instead of trying to fix the problems we have, maybe just be more supportive about what we do have, you know, mm -hmm. instead of instead of trying to fix things, just um, give support about us trying to um, be who we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like that's that's a lot of it. Like, take these growth hormones. Um, you know, do this uh, surgery. You know, whatever. Like, why do we have to? You know what I mean? Like, I know that like certain things are for our medical benefit and whatever. But like, the more cosmetic stuff or you know whatever. Like, yeah. 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 There's a few aspects of different things that are much more of a, a this is an option if you want it versus mm -hmm. it's a I don't want to say treatment but it's a mm -hmm. like actually medically therapeutic thing to do yeah like like I know um bone density is an issue for us yeah so, and in you know hormone levels and stuff like that and I find you know that's fine but like, you know, like, um, you know, like uh, trying to fix the web necks or, you know, breast augmentation, that kind of thing. Like, I, I, I feel like the focus is more on that when it shouldn't be. I feel like it's just, it should be about helping us and viewing ourselves as beautiful or attractive or, you know, like just just find the way we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 There's some, there's some element that it's easy to fall into the trap of trying to feel normal and trying to mm -hmm. fit that normal picture of things. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely something that you have to navigate when you're looking at options because yeah, doctors are going to say, I mean, the doctors mm -hmm. offered the neck surgery to my parents when I was like almost just born. Wow. And they were like, um, no. Yeah. Not, no, not now at the least and so they left that talk about the the hormone imbalances that you might have in the future first before we talk about like yeah yeah that i don't know that just seems very off to me and obviously when you are of an age where you can consent to that yourself and you feel like you need to fine yeah. but like yeah yeah it's <laughs> it's something that it's it's very i mean granted it is cosmetic. Like I had the neck surgery. I ultimately made the decision that I wanted it when I was, oh gosh, 16, I think was when I had, I had two. And the first one I think was 16. Um, and good for you. I'm not judging anyone. Oh, who. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. But it is, unless there's something specific, it is a choice. It's a cosmetic surgery. It's not something exactly. that is benefiting your health. 
Um, mm -hmm. And there are serious risks and things like that that you have to take into consideration with it. And is it worth it? Exactly. Um, versus like the hormones where there's a lot of health benefits that are necessary with that. You know, is, yes. is that something you need help with? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it does kind of, it can get all lumped in together and it mm -hmm. creates a picture of we're trying to make you normal. Yes. Um, which, yeah, doesn't help with the whole having trouble feeling like a woman when you mm -hmm. already... I, at least me and I've heard it from other women too when when it's your body's not functioning the way it's supposed to it can feel hard and yeah that just doesn't help <laughs> no and I completely understand that <laughs> was there anything that we have not mentioned yet that you would want to say or share um just any thoughts that you would want somebody else listening to no. Mm, I feel like I myself do have a little bit more of like a, um, a unique perspective on it because of the fact that I'm gay. I was more worried about my fertility um, before I, ha I had come out to myself because like I had this mental picture of, you know, the white picket fence, the, hu the husband, the house, the 2.5 kids, and then I, I think it helped me, um, me being gay helped me accept the fact that that wouldn't necessarily be it in the way that I had imagined. Yes, I can still have kids and in the house and the, and the spouse and everything. I just might need to um, adopt or have my partner carry um, if they so choose, that kind of thing. So I feel like that's why I it um why I had accepted it um a lot faster than I probably would have mm -hmm. if I had not been gay. Yeah, I can see how that would make it a little bit of a different experience to process it. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. do you think that helped you process better just feeling different in general from Turner's? feeling different like um, like feeling because with turners there can be so many things that make you feel like you're different in how you function sometimes and mm -hmm. um I think having a different experience to process on top of that might also help deal with some of that too uh, yeah, it, I feel like it definitely helped. I never really had that moment that um, a lot of gay people have of like not accepting it right away or just like straight up denial like or anything. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it definitely helped me feel more comfortable, if that makes sense. And also, um, I also um identify as non-binary so I feel like feeling like a woman is not as important to me as others okay uh, as other tra uh, people who are um 
who are uh, who have Turner syndrome uh, do, even though it was a little bit difficult to me to hear um, about the fertility and stuff like that. I feel like that also helped me accept things easier and um, maybe not have as much body dysphoria. Okay. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see how that would kind of, uh, it would definitely shift the perspective. Mm -hmm. So. So I just throw a lot of. Oh, no, you're fine. (laughs) I was just trying to think of where I wanted to go next. Um, I hope the way I worded my question was okay. I hope you caught that with meaning. Okay. Yeah, no, of course. Um, What is your experience with Turner syndrome like right now, as far as you're an adult now? um, Is there any um, specific treatments or doctors that you see? Um, no, not really. Um, physically, like I said, it hadn't, um, other than the infertility, it hadn't really affected me that much. Thankfully, like there's no really bone density issues, nor no really hormone imbalances or anything like that. Um, the, the main thing that I noticed going out of high school into like college and jobs and stuff like that, that um, at least for me, because I don't necessarily retain certain things as much because of the concentration issues that we have and stuff like that, um, I feel like it um, made it harder to maintain a job, mm-hmm. especially like retail stuff where everything's like fast paced and you need to memorize this and and everything. So um employers would get um frustrated with me I feel like because I wasn't learning things as fast as as they feel like I should have if that makes sense yeah 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 I can understand that do you think it's changed your approach to like when you're trying to do stuff have you have you had any like tips or tricks on um navigating that Because I know it is a very, very common thing with Turners that a lot of us have. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, right now I'm in the most um, financially stable place I have been. I've been at my job for almost two years now. Um, But I would say to anyone who's kind of struggling with that, maybe be more open about it with your employer. I think the issue before was I didn't really talk about it because I just didn't really see it as a factor. But um, the last like year or so, I'm kind of realizing, oh, that's probably what was going on. Like I understood I had concentration issues and that affected school and stuff like that a little bit. I had help, I passed everything on time, whatever. But when you, are looking for jobs and stuff it, it, it's not quite that simple yeah so I, I think just being um just being upfront about that and just saying hey this is going on I think you need to be more patient with um me um might help yeah hopefully <laughs> yeah um that's kind of it's similar to what I've um, kind of 
encouraged people that are having struggles in school. Um, yeah. I think the biggest thing that makes it difficult is maybe being nervous about talking to them about it and sharing it. Mm -hmm. um, feeling a little bit nervous about if you'll be judged for it or how they'll react yeah. or if they'll understand. And mm -hmm. I, I think communication is so huge for all of those types of situations. Definitely. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. It has been great getting to hear your story and chat. Um, unless there's anything else you would like to share, I will let you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity to share my story. I uh, love that you are giving this uh, safe space for people like us um, and just like, um, bringing awareness to people who uh, may not know yeah. and may need to know like uh, loved ones and medical professionals and stuff like that so I really appreciate that and thank you for asking me yeah absolutely thank you so much thank you for coming on uh, have a great rest of your day thank you you too bye bye <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee and Turner Syndrome. If you would like to support the podcast, I do have listener support set up on Anchor. And if you'd like to leave me a voice message, I would love to hear from you. Don't forget, you can find the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brooktv. Make sure you're subscribed so you see when the next one comes out. And I will see you guys in the next episode.